Blog Talk Radio. Mary had a little cancer. 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 No cancer left in my body. Happy Sunday. Today is August 20th, and you are joining me here live on Mary Had a Little Cancer right here on Blog Talk Radio on the J. King Network. Um, Really quickly, last week we had some audio problems, some, I, I don't know what kind of problems that Blog Talk was having, but I had started the show, and I thought I was, like, live, and then I got messages, and people couldn't hear me, and there was – it ended up going on for a couple of days, uh, that those same technical issues. So for anybody that was trying to listen last week that is listening this week, I do apologize, Um, but there were some issues. Okay. So um, what I was talking about last week – uh, because last Sunday was uh, August 13th, and it was actually International Left-Handers Day. And I'm a lefty. Good morning, Shirley. I see you in the chat room. Um, uh, I am a lefty, and, of course, you know, I get all excited about left-handed stuff, and uh, we also say Southpaw, things like that. Um, so I, I kind of wanted to go over a little bit of that, Shirley. I'm sorry because I know you were able to listen to that last week, so you're going to have to listen to it again a little bit this week. I won't go crazy into it, um, not as much as I did last week, and ended up nobody could freaking hear me anyway, so what difference did it make um, aside from Shirley? She was the only one that could hear me. Um so I did want to go over a little bit of that stuff. I need to pull some of that stuff up. Hold on one second. Of course, this is what happens when you're doing a live show and your ass is not um, and your ass is not uh, prepared. How the hell do I get to? You know what? I hope I didn't just close everything. <sighs> Time until next episode. Oh my God! Did I just end this episode? Holy shit. I hope I did not. Shirley, can you still hear me? Can you, I can see you in the chat room. Can you, oh, stream left 56 minutes. Okay. Sorry. I was like, oh my God, I closed this screen and I was like, oh shit, did I just end the episode inadvertently? Um, Okay. So I should be good. It says uh, 56 minutes left to stream. Okay. I was like, please don't tell me that means 56 minutes left until the next show. Thanks, Cheryl. Okay. So um, 
just a couple of quick little quirky facts about left-handers. Um, we are 10 to 12 percent of the of the population of the entire world, not just the United States, the entire world. So we are a very rare breed. Um, men are more likely to be left-handed than women are. Uh, if you are having a baby, if you're pregnant, and the mother is left-handed and the father is right-handed, the child has like a 5% higher chance of being left-handed if the mother is left-handed and a 5% less chance of being left-handed if the father is left-handed, which I find, although men tend to be, you know, there's a higher percentage of left-handers, of male left-handed people than there are females, so I find that really interesting. Um, there is, uh, you know, there's some really great people that are left-handed. Um, you know, most people that are left-handed have, what I have found, either have a, um, they, what is the word that I'm looking for? Um, they either go towards, like, math and science, or they go towards, like music, dancing, and the arts. Um, there are actually a lot of right-handed people that are in the arts, though. So I know that that has been a saying in the past, like, oh, left-handed people tend to be more artsy. Uh, but I find, in my experience through life, I find that more right-handed people are in the arts field, like artistry, like drawing, um painting, uh, sketching, whatever, um, even, you know, musical instruments, things like that. And I don't know how, I've never played a musical instrument, but I can't imagine that, you know, it would be something easy for a left-handed person to be able to do because everything usually is made for right-handed people. We do live in a right-handed world. And, and I mean, that's okay because, you know, 88% of the population in the world is right-handed. So I get it. Um, so we are the, because we are the, the minority here, we do have to adapt in a right-handed world, and that's okay. Uh, I've adapted very well um, throughout my life. I've never had problems. People used to be like, oh, you have problems using scissors and shit. I'd be like, no, I don't have no problems using scissors. I'm a pretty hands-on type of person, like, I can fix something. Um, I don't get frustrated. I could build, you know, I could put together furniture, like a desk or a hutch or, you know, something that came with instructions. I'm really good with those types of things. And I happen to take the math and science path. Um, that's where my left-handedness uh, took me to. I love math and I love science. Um, and when I say science, I mean like human anatomy and biology. Um, some of the chemical sciences and things like that is just not my thing. Uh, it's just that it's like way too much, which it should because, you know, I love math and a lot of that stuff has to do with numbers and equations and all this other than I just, I, I can't do it. Um, I don't have the patience for it. So I ended up, you know, taking another path. Um, and maybe I would have been good with an instrument or you know, musically or something like that, I might have been good. Now, I love music. Like, I love listening to music. I listen to beats. Um, I really, the words I'll listen to, whatever. 
um, the words I'll listen to. Uh, but mo- what catches me when it comes to music is how it makes, how the vibrations make my body feel, how the sound in my ear then makes the rest of my body feel. And if it has like an upbeat um, flow to it, I'm in it. If I can dance to it the way that I, you know, my, uh, I mean, I guess you, you know, you can line it, you can dance to country music, but I, I don't, I don't deal with country music like that. I just, it's just not my genre. Um, so you know, if I can dance to it, then I'll listen to it. I, I just and some, you know, I like some love music and things like that. I actually I like a lot of love music, but it's really old music like Otis Redding and. Um, um, you know, some of the, um, you know, the Commodores, um, Gladys Knight in the Pits, uh, uh, Marvin Gaye, um, Deborah Cox, uh, I think it's Shantae, is it Shantae Moore? No, it's not Shantae. Who is it? Shantae Moore? I don't know, whatever her name is. Um, I listen to, uh, I have a very large, um, eclectic, I think, maybe sometimes, um, a uh, book of music that I like to listen to. Um, so what I was trying to say is uh, maybe, you know, had I played some instruments or had I done anything like that, you know, maybe I would have been good at it. I don't know, but I never did. My mother never put us, you know, in those. I, I did language instead of, like, um, music. I mean, I took music. I listened to, you know, we studied Beethoven and Bach and things like classical music. Um, although I do think that some of that classical music is absolutely beautiful, you would not, I wouldn't be sitting in my car looking that up to listen to it. You know what I mean? I'd be looking up Eric B. for President by Eric B. and Rakim. You know what I mean? I grew up with hip-hop because that's just what I grew up with. Um, so, you know, maybe I had been, maybe I would have been good at it. I don't know. I think that I might have been good at the piano because I'm a really good typer, and typing is actually a stress reliever for me. Like, if I'm stressed out, typing and singing. I'll, if I'm stressed out, I'll get in my car, I'll turn the music up, I'll let's turn on, like, Whitney Houston because she can carry it. Well, she could um, when she was alive. May she rest in peace could carry a note like no other. Uh, and I probably know every single word to every single song she's ever sang. Um, I was a huge Whitney Houston fan as a kid. I uh, saw her play at Madison Square Garden, and it was amazing. Um, uh, who opened up for her? Who was that that opened up for her? He was a uh, he's a saxophonist. Um, shit, I can't, a white dude. I cannot remember. And he kind of reminds me of, kind of looks, to me, like Weird Al Yankovic, he's got that hair, but I don't, damn, I cannot remember his name, and he's famous, I mean, I should know his name, uh, but I was going there to see Whitney, I won those tickets on Z100 as the 100th caller on a rotary phone, imagine that, um, that I'm telling my age now, so, you know, that was a really great, great concert, but anyway, so their stress relief is like typing for me, so I'm assuming that I probably would have been good at piano, because I'm pretty good with my fingers, you know, I can move them quickly, I don't need to, and I can remember things, you know, I, I don't need to look at the keyboard, I remember, you know, what it is. Now, musically, I will tell you that, I, I mean, I can't, I, I, I can hold the tune, but I'm just so totally tone deaf, that is crazy, so, uh you know, I only sing so that I can hear it um, every now and then. 
actually every now and then some people have heard me sing and they're like, oh, you have a beautiful voice. And I'm like, oh, thank you. you and I'm thinking to myself in my mind, I'm like, your ass must be toned up just like me. <laughs> but, I, you know, I only think that in my mind. So, um, so yeah, so I didn't take that. I didn't get that side of the left-handed stuff, I guess, because I just wasn't exposed to it. I was more exposed to the other. Um, I did want to talk about Shirley. Uh, Shirley was listening last week, and for those of you who don't know, I keep saying Shirley, um, uh, legally in order. She has a show right here on Blog Talk Radio that she does um, every Sunday from 9 to 9.30 Pacific Standard Time, um, and then uh, two hours later would be Central Standard Time, and then an hour later would be Eastern Standard Time. Uh, she's not on the JT Network. She, ha- you know, she does her own thing. So she does a half an hour show um, every Sunday, and it's called Looking for My Give a Fuck. And fuck it said F U K K. You should check her out. Um, that's my home girl. So um, she, you know, she was listening last week about the left handed stuff because she was the only person that could hear it. And she's like, "Girl, can you move on with this shit already?" Of course, because she's right handed. Um, she was like, don't nobody want to hear this shit. I'm like, yeah, I know the majority of you right-handed people do not want to hear how wonderful left-handed people are, but that's okay. Um, so you're welcome, girl. She's like, she just sent me a message. Thanks for the plug. Anytime. Um, so I, I had sent her a message, and I was like, hey, you know, I'll get to it, but there actually is a correlation between left-handed people and sicknesses. So I'm just going to pull it up real quick. Hold on. Left-handed. Left-handed correlation. Illness. Sorry, guys, I know I'm being silent, but I'm just trying to pull this up. Um, and I'm trying to go to a reputable website. And, of course, I had the information all pulled up last week, but I didn't save it, and I don't even think it's in my history anymore. Okay, Cheryl, you're listening to the phone. Okay, cool. I'll let you, um, I'll unmute you in a little bit. So you can share your story of how my left-handed boringness helped you out with one of your clients this week. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I did find some information, um, you know, that left-handed people were more likely to have mental illness, which is kind of scary. Um, but, you know, many people have told me I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy, and I don't give a shit. Oh, well, too bad. Um, but... Um, and I, when I say mental illness, I mean things, you know, shit like what Western medicine says, that you have, oh, you you have ADD or, you know, attention deficit disorder, shit like that. I'm a lefty and I'm a Leo, so I get bored easily and shit like that. I, of course I have attention deficit disorder. And we live in a world of social media. I mean, everybody has attention deficit disorder. You You tell me, you know, that you know how many people that can't handle an adverse situation correctly. I mean, everybody has attention deficit disorder these days. Shit, they they gave us attention. And when I say they, I mean like the government and shit, me and my conspiracies. They gave us attention deficit disorder. Um, or we gave it to ourselves by following these assholes. 
But I've, I'm trying to find um, correlation to, let me just do correlation to cancer. You mean just I hate being ill prepared. So on alternative cancer, okay, handedness, learning, planning, unless the benefits of being left handed are confirmed. Um, I saw something where left hand, oh, okay, left handedness in relation to breast cancer risk. Oh, I'll check this out. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna hold on because I gotta manage cookie preferences and shit. Um, functional cookies, yes. And that's it. Confirm. So, uh, this is I'm finding this information on journals.l like Lima, www.com, and it says epidemiology, um, abstract. Breast cancer risk may be influenced by intrauterine exposure. Oh, okay, well, we'll read about this, okay. Uh, breast cancer risk may be influenced by intrauterine exposure to steroid hormones. We evaluated left-handedness as a marker of intrauterine hormone exposure in relation to breast cancer I'm sorry, in relation to breast cancer risk in our population-based case control study, case women 50 to 79 years of age with the first diagnosis of invasive breast cancer were ascertained through statewide cancer registries in Wisconsin, Massachusetts, and New Hampshire. Control women were identified in each state through lists of licensed drivers for ages 50 to 64 and Medicare beneficiaries for ages 65 to 79, and selected at random to correspond with age distribution of case women. Exposure information, including handedness, was obtained through a telephone interview. Our results indicated a modest association between left-handedness and breast cancer risk. Um, it was one uh, 90, I don't even know how to read this. Okay. And these are statistics. Um, I guess this is uh, nine. They're saying ninety-five percent. Um, the effect of left-handedness was modified by age. We observed the greater risk ratio in the oldest age group. Left-handedness was not associated with breast tumor laterality, or is that how you pronounce that? Later, laterality, excuse me. Uh, breast tumor, uh, which means like which side, left or right. So that wasn't associated. Left-handedness had nothing to do with that. Says our results are consistent with, with the hypothesis that intrauterine hormone exposures play a role in the development of breast cancer. I wonder if my mom had any intrauterine hormone exposure. Maybe that's why I got breast cancer. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Left-handedness is a surrogate for atypical brain asymmetry reflecting uh, – left-handedness – I'm sorry, let me see. 
reading comprehension was never my thing as a right-handed person thing, maybe. I don't know, but the shit wasn't mine. I had to, like, always had to, like, read and go back because I just read. I want to get through it, right? I want to go fast, like, boom, 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 let me get through it. But I'm not – when I'm reading, I'm not reflecting the um, the commas and the uh, – what do you call that? Um the punctuation uh, in the in the story. Okay, left-handedness is a surrogate for atypical brain asymmetry, reflecting among other potential causes intrauterine exposure to steroid hormones. The results of three previous studies suggested that handedness was unrelated or inversely related to breast cancer risk, but these findings were likely distorted by differences in the age distribution of case and control women. A small number of studies have also evaluated this, have also evaluated handedness in relation to breast tumor laterality. Their results, although inconclusive, suggested a possible association between left-handedness and tumors of the left breast. Well, okay, my tumor is on the right or my tumors were on the right. Uh, Let's see. They say, we evaluated handedness in relation to breast cancer risk and breast cancer tumor laterality um, in a population based on K. In our study, control women were selected according to the age distribution of breast cancer, thus averting the age-related bias that has perturbed some previous evaluations of handedness in relation to disease or, or mortality. Now, I will tell you that um, I think that what I read before, and I hope this is correct because I hate, you know, giving out stats that aren't correct, but um, I believe that I have read before that if you, if you have a tumor, if you have breast cancer and it's, and it's in your left breast, I do believe that there is a higher mortal, mortality rate for people that have it in the left breast than in the right. And I'm not sure why, but I would assume that it is because most of your major organs are on your left side. I mean, your and your left breast is right there at your heart. So I would, um, and maybe that probably has something to do with radiation and chemo as well. Um, if you get radiation, you know, if you have breast cancer and you need radiation and the breast cancer is in your left breast, there is a huge risk a huge difference in risk between um, getting radiation in the left and the right breast because in the le- they're basically they're burning any leftover cancer cells. So they're burning you from the inside out. Um, and when that happens and you have and you and your heart is right there because your tumor is in the left breast, there's a really high risk of destruction being done to your heart uh, that is irreversible, Um, you know, and areas there being burned. So that's a, you know, that's a much greater risk. So again, I am, you know, I'm thankful that uh, mine was in the right side and not in the left because I didn't have to worry about those types of decisions. Um, And I didn't do, I I denied radiation anyway. Um, I, I turned it down. I didn't do it. Uh, so I wouldn't have to worry about that regardless. Um, but left-handedness and mental illness is really, like, it's, it's a thing. Um, 
And uh, there's a thing here that says being left-handed has been linked to many mental disorders. Recent research has shown that certain genes associated with left-handedness may also play a part in why left-handed people more severe uh, mental illness. Among those with mental illness, people with psychotic disorders like schizophrenia are much more likely to be left-handed than those with mood disorders like depression or bipolar syndrome. Well, shit. If you hear me next week and I get on this joker, um, you know, and say I'm somebody else and I have a different personality, you might tell me I need to get checked for schizophrenia. Um, and it's so crazy, <laughs> Shirley sending me text messages, she's laughing. Girl, that shit ain't funny because, you know, honestly, um, I mean, it is funny, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> I, it's not mental illness is never funny. So anybody listening, I don't want you to ever, like, this is just in jest. None of this is, you know, um, if I'm laughing or making a little joke or whatever, it's just to, you know, um you know, to, to try to add some some smiles to the situation, you know what I mean? But uh, my father, my biological father, his, my sperm donor, his side of the family, um, <laughs> I know, girl, we all do shit. Uh, his side of the family, um, a couple of my aunts, they actually suffered from schizophrenia or they were diagnosed with schizophrenia and they were also diagnosed with, you know, anxiety and depression and things like that. Um, so I, and then my paternal, my, my maternal grandfather, uh, I know he suffered from mental illness. He, I mean, shit, he got up one day and went to work and the joker never came back. He just rolled out. And come to find out he had a whole other family out. We were from Queens, so he had a whole other family out of Long Island and, he just never came home. He left his wife and uh, and his two daughters, you know, my mother and my uh, and my grandmother, because at the time I think my uncle was already, like, grown and out on his own. I think he was in the military. He was older. Um, may he rest in peace, you know. Oh, you know what? And I was just getting ready to say my mother was the only living one out of those siblings. Boo-boo. My mother is, uh, is in heaven with those siblings. Um, Actually, my Aunt Mary Lynn is the only living sibling out of the four. There were four of them. Uh, and she's, God bless her, she's uh, 83, 82 or 83, um, and uh, she lives in Florida. Beautiful. Um, looks just like my grandmother, too. Um, so, you know, I do already have, like, underlying things, like maybe genetic things in me that uh, – I could potentially, you know, have mental illness. Um, and, I mean, we all go through, like, you know, bouts of depression. You know, think that when we have bad days, we sometimes we have bad days. Just sometimes I have two days that are bad. You know what I mean? Uh, they never really tend to go much longer than that. But, um, you know, we we have our – you know, our, our, our hormones and shit go get king. There's so many things that can affect our mood and our hormones. And I'll tell you one thing, and I always talk about this, nutrition. Nutrition, nutrition, nutrition. What you put in your body is going to come out in some way, shape, or form. And I don't mean coming out when you're going to go to the bathroom and go number two. is going to come out in – one one way or many ways, um, 
and a lot of the food that we eat, I mean, as we all know, you know, we are basically being poisoned um, because most of the shit that we eat is quick and easy and we got to be on the go. And there's all kinds of ingredients and shit in that food that we don't know what it is and how it reacts to the chemicals that are natural in our bodies and our hormones and things like that. Um, we don't know how that shit reacts, but I'll tell you what, as if you look at the way the world is today and the way that food, if you are in my age group and I'm 49, if you're in my age group or you're older or a little bit younger, you know how food, you've been on this earth for 49 years or more, you know how food has changed the, the taste, the structure of food, the, you know, everything about food has changed. Um, and everything about, I mean, everything about the world has changed um, and the way that our bodies digest. And if you look at kids nowadays, you know, they look like grown-ass adults. You know what I mean? Girls are developing, getting their periods at age nine and eight. I mean, I think that that's been going on for years, but that they're real, it, it's not normal. It shouldn't, that shouldn't be happening. And I'm telling you, I know it has something to do with the food. Um and the stuff that we put in our bodies, uh, and that affects our moods. It affects everything because it affects our hormones and the way our body uh, breaks that stuff down. So I do think that, you know, if you have uh, good nutritional habits, you're less likely to be depressed or in some, you know, crazy state of mind. Uh Unless, of course, you know, there's something misfiring in the brain because that happens too. We have chemical imbalances um, that, you know, we're born that, you know, one chemical just isn't produced as much as another chemical or whatever. And, you know, people are born with those. Uh, it may not be a physical defect that you can actually see, you know, on the outside, you know, a surface defect, but it, it definitely could be a defect on the inside. Um, and, you know, no matter what you eat or whatever, you can't fix that. Um, you know, I believe that prayer could fix that. I believe that, you know, God can fix that miracles or, you know, we just embrace what it is and, and make it work. Um, you guys know I'll always, I will always be, you know, a purporter of good nutrition that will never, um, that'll never cease because I do believe that between the good nutrition and God, you know, that's what, that's what got me through my cancer. Um, and that has me, um, in this moment right now where I can look at my cancer and my journey through cancer. And I'm still, you know, my can my cancer journey, even though I'm in remission, in remission, excuse me, will go on for life. Uh, you know, I was talking to Shirley the other day, and I, guys, I'm sorry, but I, I kind of jump all around because I have all these thoughts in my head, and um, once I start talking about something, I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Um, I'm just not the person where I'm going to, like, write out some shit to talk about and, like, read off of some, you know, teleprompter or some shit like that. Uh, so you'll find me kind of going in all different places, uh, so bear with me. But Look, and I just now I forgot all about what I was just going to say. I forgot the whole freaking point. Can you believe that? ADD, left-handedness. Woohoo! here we go. Um, attention deficit disorder at your door. Um, 
damn, what was that? All right, give me just a moment. Let me actually, I was going to be like a moment of silence because I really was about to say something good, and I want to get it back in my mind. So I have to think about it for a second. We're going to have a moment of silence, y'all. Okay, I remember. Okay, so I was talking to, um, I was talking to Shirley, because uh, I was talking about how my cancer journey will go on for life, even though I'm in remission, right? Um, I was talking to Shirley the other day, and uh, I had really kind of been feeling bummed for a couple of days um, a week or so ago, and I was having these pains. Like, I have this little pain behind my, in my back. It was, like, right by my lung and shit, and I was like, oh, man, like, when I moved a certain way or whatever, and I'm telling you, I got in my own head about that shit, and I was like, oh, my God, it's the cancer. It's coming back. It's moved to my lungs. I'm going to die. I better start living every day like it's my last right now. How am I going to tell my family? Like, I mean, I went through a whole process. <laughs> I pulled a muscle. <laughs> the bitch pulled a muscle. I pulled a muscle. But any little ache or anything like that, it's always going to be in the back of my mind, is that the cancer again? Because having ever had cancer, you have some kind of freaking PTSD. I have like post-traumatic stress disorder from when them jokers told me in December of 2021 that I had cancer, you know? Um, and I think that I'm going to be like, you know, all these other people that I've seen that have just deteriorated and died. And, again, it's, you know, survivor's guilt. There's all kinds of different things that um, – and I only say survivor's guilt and shit like that because that's kind of what it's been – it's been you know, that's what that term has been deemed as survivor's guilt, you know. Um, I don't really know what the hell it is. Or maybe that's, just in, maybe that's just embedded in my mind because I've heard it before. Okay, this is what it must be. Uh, the shit is probably all normal, but we got everybody thinking, telling us, you know, what's normal and what's not normal and shit. Who's to say what's normal and ain't normal? I mean, y'all have seen our president. <laughs> Hello. Y'all have seen the people that we entrust with our, um, with our lives in this government. So who's to say what's normal, what's not normal, and who the hell is to judge what's normal and not normal? But anyway, I digress. So, you know, that cancer journey will go on for the rest of my life. It'll just, it just is what it is, and that is okay. And as I say that, like it is what it, what it is, I saw something today that I hadn't seen in a really long time, um, and it really jarred my, uh, my soul. Um, let me try to find it here. I put it up on the reel as a picture. Um, it was like this really great, saying, and I should, of course, I ain't never prepared for nothing. No, that ain't it. It ain't about no relationship shit. Where is it? Um, I used to love Jeopardy when Alex Trebek was on that. Um, see, now, if y'all didn't know, I was coming or whatever, the Jeopardy uh, tune, but it probably sounded like something else if I'm toned up as shit. Uh, 
Where is this shit at? Damn. Oh, okay. So I had taken a screenshot of this thing that I saw. I don't know where I saw it, Facebook, TikTok, whatever, whatever one of them damn social platforms. Um, and it says, when you replace why is this happening to me with what is this ha- what love, see? There goes that fucking dyslexia, that left-handedness. Um, okay, when you replace why is this happening to me with what is this trying to teach me, everything shifts. Um, and I really try to live like that. Uh, because when we live in the why is this happening to me, we live in the woe is me, I'm a victim, you know, why are you doing this to me, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's so much shit in this world that we do to ourselves, but we really want to blame other people. Um, but you better take a good look in the mirror, Joker, and it's hard. It's really hard. It's hard. Even when I got the cancer, I was like, oh, my God, why is this happening to me? That's what I said to myself. Why is this happening to me? Like, haven't I remember, you know, at the time that I was diagnosed with the cancer, um, some of y'all know, some of you don't, uh, you know, I was going through a separation with my ex-husband. Uh, he was my husband at the time. We were still married. I was going through a separation with him. We were trying to figure things out and try to figure out how we could continue to be friends, but, um, you know, and still, uh, you know, move forward with life and, um, there was a lot of tumultuous times, you know, it was 10 years of a lot of, a lot of great times and a lot of tumultuous times at the same, you know, simultaneously. And, um, you know, I was going through, I had, you know, just moved, um, actually I'd moved twice. Uh, you know, there was just so much, my life was in a shambles, honestly, to be, I mean, my life was just already in a shambles. And then I find this lump, and I go to the doctor, and everybody's like, oh, you're going to be fine. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just, you know, you probably have just, you have fatty titties, you know. That's, it would say, you got, you got, you got fatty titties. Um, and, yes, I've been told that before I do. And then I had just had a, uh, a mammogram, you know, like 14 months prior to me finding that lump, you know what I mean? So I was like, you know, I'm, I, I hope it's just, it's nothing. You know, I hope it's just like a cyst or some shit. But come to find out, you know, it was not. So, I, again, I was just stuck in this, oh, my God, what else can you put on my plate? I can't take no more. You know what I mean? You know, I'm I'm going through this separation, about to get divorced. We, you know, I had already filed for divorce at that time. Um. No, maybe I hadn't. I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, you know, we were separated, and he actually came with me to the appointment. Um, he was, you know, he was graceful enough to, uh, which, I mean, I won't say graceful because I don't know. But then again, see, here I'm at, like, I expected him to come with me, right, even though we were not together. But still, he came with me to the appointment. He was there with me um, when they did the biopsy and when, you know, I wasn't officially told it was cancer, but I was kind of unofficially told it was cancer. So he knew, um, you know, he was, and that was, you know, but it was rough. You know what I mean? Again, I was like, what the fuck? How is this, how can I handle anything else? I just can't. And now that I look back at it, I'm like, you know what? Again, what is this teaching me? 
what can I learn from this? And I learned so much. Mm, did I learn so much? I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about God. I learned so much about faith. I learned so much about people. Um, I was really miserable then. I was, I mean, every day was a struggle in my life, honestly. And probably most people don't know that because I kept it to myself. Um, You could probably see it on my face, but I just tried not to talk about it. I didn't want people to know. I didn't want to burden other people with my problems. Um, And talking about it wasn't going to help it. Well, maybe it would have. I don't know, because this shit is kind of like my therapy, right? So, you know, I was just devastated. And now I can look back on it and go, you know, it was one of the greatest, although it, it it was one of the greatest things that I have gone through and that I will continue to go through because I am a changed person because of it. I'm a better person. Last week, have we gotten through the whole show? I might have been able to get through that show without crying. But, damn, now, you know, it's like I get so emotional. I guess when you talk about things, it kind of, you know, kind of jars those memories back up. Um, And it was really tough, you know, then. But I'm so grateful. I can never be, um, I can never be more grateful for having gone through that. Um, and having to continue to go through that because, again, it's just made me such a better person. It's made me a healthier person uh, mentally and physically. Um, I have a much better relationship with, you know, all the people in my life um, today. I have a much better relationship with myself and the greatest relationship. Excuse me. The greatest relationship that came out of that I'm sorry. The greatest relationship that came out of that was my relationship with God. So I'm just I I say this just to say like if you're going through some shit, you're you may not know you may not know why now. But you'll find out. You'll figure it out. It may. It took me. It took me a while to figure it out of why I had to go through this. I know now, and I, I've known for a while now. But you know, and it makes me. I, I think that it makes me sad that so many other people um, have gone through have fought hard and gone through their journey of cancer um, or any illness, you know, anything, anything in life, um, and they don't make it. You know what I mean? Or it's their time to go home and be with God. Um, so, I, uh, you know, sometimes it, it just it makes me sad because I've, I've seen people, you know, perish behind it, and I'm so grateful that I'm still here to talk about my testimony. And then that's, you know, that goes into, okay, I'm trying to figure out, like, you know, well, why am I still here? What what was the purpose? You know what I mean? How come, you know, how come I survived? Um, 
And maybe that is to do exactly what I'm doing right now, share my testimony, share my journey, uh, someone. You know, I'm always talking about these um, these uh, <laughs> these uh, nutritional contract. Uh, uh, concoctions, you know, I, I tell, told uh, Shirley had some, um, she had like COVID or she was sick or whatever it was that she had, um, you know, she wasn't feeling well and I told her to get herself some organic castor oil and rub it on her chest and, you know, do whatever and, um, you know, she was, uh, she actually, she did it, you know, and she said it made her feel better and then, you know, I have other people that I'll say things to, you know, like that, oh, they have a cough or they have an ache, a pain or whatever, and I'll say, okay, well, you know, why don't you not take the ibuprofen or maybe take the ibuprofen right now But if because you don't have anything else right now, but if it persists, when you get home, try this, this, or this, you know, and if you try it, come back and tell me. Um, so I, since then, I, ha- I made this concoction of um, onions, I sliced up some onions and I put them in the bottom of a uh, of a mason jar, and then I filled that mason jar up with organic uh, honey. I put a top on it. I set it to the side. I let the onions, um, I let the honey and stuff and the onion juice come all together. And then after a couple of hours, I strained the onions out and just kept the honey. Um, but, you know, all the, the consistency of the honey will go from thicker to thinner. Uh, and then I just stored it in my refrigerator, and you can store it in your fridge for, if, as long as you take the onions out, you can store it in your fridge for, like, six weeks. If you, if you leave the onions in, which you can, you can store it for about a week. But over time, the onions will actually, the onions themselves will actually start to break down. So I would suggest you take the onions out because you've already got everything from the onion that you need when you've let it soak for a few hours because uh, it'll last longer. So anyway, and that is supposed to help with, like, breaking up congestion in your chest, if you have a cold, a sore throat, anything like that. So two of the girls at my job were both, they didn't feel good. One girl, she had almost completely lost her voice. And I kept telling her, I'm going to bring this stuff in, I'm, you know, I'll bring, and I kept forgetting. So finally one day I was like, okay, let me just run home real quick and get it. I'll come right back. So I came back. I'm telling you, she took one little shot of that, concoction that I made, her voice was back in an hour where you could hear. It wasn't completely back in an hour, but you could definitely hear her better. Um, And the next day when she came in, she was like, girl, I don't know what the hell you did, but whatever you did, thank you because I feel so much better. And she was like, and he listened to my voice. She was so excited. And her birthday was coming up, you know, so she now, you know, she won't be sick through her birthday. So, um, you know, when I'm talking about, you know, doing things, certain things nutritionally, nutritionally and stuff, I'm telling you it does work. I know that I get – sometimes I'll get that, you know, people will be like, yeah, whatever, that shit don't work. I'm like, it does, man. You just got to try it. But we're so used to just reaching for an aspirin, reaching for a Pepto-Bismol, reaching for – uh, you know, uh, something if you're having dig- uh, heartburn or, you know, digestion, Tums or anything like that. I don't know why I went off in that little tangent, um, how I got here, but anyway, I got here, so you you with me. Um, so, 
you know, there are natural remedies where you can um, you, you can take care of yourself. Um, you know what? Actually, I'll tie that back into God, right? So if you read the Bible and you um, and you look at what, uh, if you believe in this, and again, this is just me, you don't have to believe in God, you don't have to do anything, I hope you do. Um, I would rather believe and find out that it wasn't true, you know, have some kind of faith in something than not have faith in anything, right? I mean, that's just my motto. So uh, if you look back in the Bible, you know, there are, you know, God made things, uh, fruits and vegetables and things like that, seeds and stuff like that. He made that so that we could use that to heal our bodies. I mean, back in the day, if people got sick, how do you think that they survived before before Western medicine? How did people survive then? You know what I mean? If you think about it, you know, um, they had to be doing something. They weren't, uh, you know, they weren't, there weren't chemists back then. So they ha- how do you think that people, I, like, I often wonder, like, how did people bathe, right, before soap? How did people bathe, um, how did people wash their hair before shampoo? What what did they do to wash their hair? How did they wash their bodies? How did they brush their teeth? What was dental care like back then? Um, and people weren't dying at, in their 50s. People were back in biblical times. Them motherfuckers were living in their hundreds. You know what I mean? So how was that happening without Western medicine? And why are so many more people dying at early ages I just heard a story today about a young lady in her 20s um, that had a, a, a freaking stroke. I was like, what? In your 20s? I mean, it's not that it's unheard of. It happens, right? But how were people taking care of themselves and how were people getting better when all they had was what was being grown in the earth or from the earth? They didn't have anything else. You couldn't go to no damn CVS. It wasn't no fucking Rite Aid around the corner. You couldn't go to Dr. Jones at 3 o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. And what did they do when they were in pain? You weren't getting no damn Percocet. You wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, what did they do? I would be, you know, they, they had to live off the land. And whatever they were living off the land, that shit fixed. You know, our bodies are made to heal themselves. So whatever they were putting in their mouths were helping their bodies stay level, and heal itself. I mean, seriously, you know, how did they clip their toenails? <laughs> this is some crazy shit I'll be thinking about, boy. You know, how did they cut their hair before scissors and shit, you know, before clippers and shit like that? What did they use? Were they using, like, just sharpened metal edges? I don't know why I'd be wondering these crazy things, but I do. Um, and I don't know where all this ties. But you know what? I'll tie this off. It's 150. I think it's 151, and I want to plug some of, my, some of the other shows on the network. So let's just bring this all back, right? Um, and I'll bring it back quickly. Have faith. Uh, know that your situation is temporary. Your feelings are temporary. Um, don't do anything in haste. Um, if you lo- if, if if you have any issues and you, well, I mean, shit, if you live in this world, you got issues. I don't know anybody that ain't got no issues. You know what I mean? Like, you think there's anybody that lives in this world that doesn't have an issue in today's damn world? Like, not one single issue. 
I wonder if there are people out there like that. And shit, if there's somebody out here listening that ain't got no issues, call in. The number's 515-605-9376. Let me go. Actually, let me go to the studio because there might be somebody on here. Cheryl, you know what? You did say you were listening. Let me log into the studio because I'm not even logged in on my phone. Um, blog talk. Let's see. Um, okay. Um, so bringing it back around, um, you know, have faith, uh, you know, if, if that's the, if that's the path that, that, you know, if you love the Lord or whatever, lean on God, cause I'm telling you, God will get you through anything. He brought it to you. So he'll get you, you know, he'll take you through it. Um, you just got to have faith and all you need is one little mustard seed, just one little mustard seed. And if you know how little a mustard seed is, it's just, it's a tiny bit. That's all you got to have. Um, and then, you know, nutrition, focus on if you're sick, if you're going through, especially if you're going through something that can be terminal, right? Um, explore your options, explore nutrition, uh, don't take the first thing as the final thing. Um, educate yourself. Be your own. Be your advocate for your health, because you are all you got when it really boils down to it. In the end, you know you are. It's your body. It's your health. Uh, and of course, always come back on Sundays at eleven a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And join yours truly, Mary Hopkins, right here on Blog Talk Radio on the J.K. Network for Mary Had a Little Cancer. And if you're out there and you're listening and you want to share your journey, you want to share a journey that maybe a family member went through that's no longer with us, or you have a family member that wants to share your journey, anything, whatever, if you have questions, if you have comments, any of that, if you go to Blog Talk Radio um, and look up Mary Had a Little Cancer, you'll see on this episode um, I have my email uh, there, I have my TikTok there, I have my Instagram and my Facebook page there. You can follow me on any of those social media platforms. You can send me, um, of course, my AirPod is about to die just as I'm getting to the end of the show. Hold on. Let me switch out before it completely dies. Um you can uh, uh, you can email me questions, comments, anything that you wanna um, you wanna talk about or you wanna know. Um, and I am uh, I know I've been talking about having guests on and shit like that. And I am going to do that. Those things are I'm doing stuff in the background that you guys just don't see or can't. You know I don't talk about. Um, but those things will come to fruition here in the near future. Um, Shirley, I'm going to unmute you because I want to give you a chance to plug. Oh, shit, she done hung up. Girl, why you hang up? Okay, well, I was going to give her a chance to plug her show, but I plugged it for her earlier, so we good. Um, so I do want to talk about uh, some other shows. So I'm I'm broadcasting from uh, Blog Talk Radio, but on the J. King Network, right? So I, And we have other shows that are on the network, excuse me. We have other shows that are on the network. Um, so on the J. King Network, you will find uh, Kings in the Morning, and that's on every uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So Monday through Friday, it's on every morning. Um, 
8 a.m. Uh, from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Um, and then if you live in the Central Time Zone or the Eastern Time Zone, if you're in the Central Time Zone, it's going to be two hours later at 10 a.m. If you're in the Eastern Time Zone, it'll be three hours later at 11 a.m. So check that out. Um, and if you do check that out, I tell you to check it out with caution because we get down and dirty on that show, and sometimes uh, people can be offended. But it's a show where we get to go on and we get to purge our shit. And um, and it's actually it's really beneficial to all of us. And we, we talk about serious stuff, too. Um, and Jay King gives a lot of uh, great um, uh, financial advice, and he's um, – involved in uh in a lot of different things he is the uh the president of the black chamber of commerce in california um you know so they do a lot of things for the um for the black community in california and and for every community uh and then of course um he is the uh founder and 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 lead of um uh club nouveau uh and they have a new record coming out which I've heard, and if you come to Kings in the Morning, um, you can hear that that track. Um, it's a great track, and I'm excited for it to come out. Uh, they've got a couple of people that have come on and done a little bit of they got a few different versions, so I'm excited for that. Um, so, yeah, come come and join us Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Um, Pacific Standard Time, and you can call in to 515-605-9376 if you want to join the conversation or just listen by phone if you can't listen on your laptop or on your phone or on your, um, you know, online. Uh, and then also Kings in the Morning, uh, they come, I'm sorry, Queens in the Morning, they come on uh, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, they I don't think they come on every day of the week, but you can just look them up on the J. King Network. Um, we've got um, – we've got – We've got, I'm sorry, I just got my 90 seconds uh, um, telling me I have 90 seconds left. So we, we have a lot of shows on uh, on Kings in the Morning, I mean on, on Kings in the Morning, on, on the J. King Network that come on. So please check those out. Uh, really great shows. Um, and then, of course, you can check me out here every Sunday from uh, 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, thank you, everybody that joins us every Sunday. And then, and those of you that join us um, after the show, because you can come and listen to it afterwards if you miss it, uh, I can see that people do come and do that. So I appreciate all of my listeners, all of my followers. I'm hoping to, uh, to you know, to grow that. So, you know, if you listen to me, share it with friends. Share it with a bunch of your friends. Um, and uh, and then you know and let me know that you shared it. I'll give you a shout out. You know what I mean? I'll you know well, I'll bring you on. You know whatever. Uh, again, thank you everybody. I, today is Sunday, August twentieth, twenty twenty three. You're on. Uh, Mary had a little cancer with yours truly, Mary Hopkins. I hope you all have a great uh, week this coming week. I'll see you all next Sunday, same bad time, same bad channel. Sean Patrick, we love you. We miss you. Have grace and have faith, everybody. You all have a wonderful rest of your weekend. And I am going to get ready to go to work now. <laughs>